0: Closer Look.
1: Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Maria Morgan. Let's- Catch up with our ministry partner, Convoy of Hope. You know them as the streams of big rigs that rush down the freeway to the scene of a tornado, a flood, a hurricane. They even get out to war zones. Convoy is headquartered in Springfield, Missouri. But maybe you've been one of the thousands of listeners who've helped us send them to all corners of the globe. They stand on the ready to take supplies and comfort in the name of Jesus, to wherever disaster strikes. With me, Ethan Foretz of Convoy of Hope. Good to have you, Ethan. Hi, Maria. Good to be with you again. Good to be with you. Uh, you know, I was thinking about the word convoy. Yeah. You don't hear it much anymore. I mean, unless maybe you're a long haul trucker by trade. You right, mean, You know. right. So I looked it up, a line of vehicles traveling together. Here's the key for protection, assistance, and companionship.
0: Oh, wow! That sums it up, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Talk about what a convoy of hope looks like.
0: Well, I've had the 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 privilege and honor of of being in a literal convoy of hope as we've driven down to hurricane zones as the hurricane is moving through, so we can station just outside the zone and move in as soon as it gets out of the way and and moves through an area and the. The Gulf Coast or in Florida, uh, and it 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 really is uh, it's it's an honor to be part of it because people are waving and honking. They know where you're going. They know what you're doing. And when we're in that convoy of hope, we're literally in that line of vehicles. Uh, we have uh, supplies in the vehicles. We have. Uh, We have our own bunk trailers and our own uh, shower trailers and everything that we need. So we're self-sustainable when we get to a location. So we're not a drain on the community that's already hit hard. But what it is for us, it's that convoy of hope in a true sense, because what we're doing is we're going down together. It's companionship. We're working together to offer relief and assistance to people who so badly need it. They've just gone through whatever catastrophe has hit their area. Uh, whether it's a tornado or a hurricane or wildfires or earthquake, whatever it is, we're headed there to give them relief Uh, and we're doing it as a team together. And really we're teaming with K-Love and with Air One and with all your listeners. Uh, We're teaming with people across the United States who donate to Convoy of Hope. It's not just us going, when we go, you go. And that is one of the best parts about this, I think, is that it's a way for people to be there on the scene when they're not on the scene. They can be missionaries of supply to set it up for us to be able to go and offer the assistance that's needed.
1: All of the honking and waving and and, uh, lining up along the streets to see the convoy, it could just as easily be called a parade of hope <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no that's true we we have uh, it's uh, the, the reactions to people are really amazing and i i love it because they'll honk and drive alongside and wave or they're headed the other direction and waving uh we've had uh, at, at truck stops people give our truck drivers 100 dollar bills and say hey i know you're going down there here, do some good with this. It's just, it's remarkable the reactions that we get as we head down into whatever disaster zone.
1: Yeah, certainly uh, instead of floats, uh, fluffy floats, you have those bunkhouses, you have the bunkhouses, the bathrooms. One of my favorites is the chainsaw trailer. Um, yes, That's serious business right there. That's we're coming to work.
0: It, it is, it, we're coming to work and we, we were, were able to mobilize volunteers and, uh, and really just meet needs of people during a difficult time. If, if you've ever been through something like a tornado or a hurricane, then you know just what, what a helpless feeling it is as you're going through it. And then afterward, depending on the severity of the damage where you are, you just look around and you say, wow, what now? What am I going to do? Uh, that's when Convoy of Hope rolls in. And we're there really to hand out supplies. But a lot of the times as we're handing out the supplies, uh, part of what I do is is talk with people uh, and record them sometimes for videos, that sort of thing, and for radio interviews. And I'll say, you know, what is it about today that sticks out to you? And more times than not, Maria, they will say, it's not the supplies that you've given me, even though I need those, and I don't know where else I would get them otherwise, but it's the people helping people. It's the neighbors coming out here. It's you driving all the way down from Springfield. It's the hope that you're giving uh, just by being there. Uh, People need that that human connection. They just need somebody to put an arm on their shoulder, to pray with them, whatever it is, and say, hey, we're with you on this. You're going to get through this. Hang in there. It'll get better.
1: Convoy works hard to earn the moniker first responder, Um, obviously not the same as a fireman or a policeman EMT first responder, but first responder to disasters. What does that mean to Convoy? How does Convoy define that?
0: Well, we certainly don't want to take take away from any of the first responders who were there immediately in the aftermath. But what, what we mean by that is we're there, we're one of the first people into the disaster zone Following the disaster, moving through, uh, we, because most of the time the the police will let us through. They know what we're doing. They know the organization, uh, and they want to allow us to get in to, to begin to help people.
1: So you have a good reputation.
0: Well, we're you know we're blessed by that, and and we've we've got so many great police officers and firefighters and EMTs uh, that do such great work uh, across the country, and 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 we partner with them in a different way. We're there really to to offer relief to people um and as re, as we respond uh that's the first thing that we do we set up camp and and we're able to get those supplies to people who otherwise wouldn't be able to get them in that area and by supplies you mean basics food water Exactly. The, the essential relief supplies. So yeah, it's food, it's water. Water is a big thing that people need after in the aftermath of a storm or tornado, uh, because a lot of times the, the water systems are knocked out, the electrical is knocked out. Uh, people need those basic things to survive, food and water, but we also come in with tarps depending on the situation, cleaning supplies. Because a lot of times the part of a roof will be ripped, ripped off. The home is still livable, but boy, it's been raining in there for two days now and we got to get it cleaned out. We come with cleaning supplies and hygiene kits for people whose bathrooms have been destroyed. Uh, baby supplies, because for young parents, that is huge you need the diapers you need the wipes and sometimes you're not prepared and, and or you go through them more quickly than you think and the stores aren't open you're not able to go anywhere to get them so we come through with a lot of those uh just to help people but um all those are essential supplies that we take for granted every day when there's no disaster but as soon as one hits that's when uh we're able to get that supply to people and they're they're just so grateful for it
1: I'm Maria Morgan. This is Closer Look. I've got Ethan Foreheads on the line with Convoy of Hope. We're going to catch up on some of the things that uh, you've been working on this year. It's been quite the tornado season already.
0: Boy, yeah, you're right. It really has. It got off to a, a really wicked start as uh, as the, the season began. Uh, there were a, a few weeks in a row there where it seemed like every weekend there were just powerful deadly tornado outbreaks that were hitting areas. So we've already been, well, let's see, in six weeks, no, in five weeks, we worked in six different states uh, dealing with tornadoes. So that gives you a sense of the busyness of it and just the severity of this season uh, to start out. Mississippi, uh, Arkansas got hit Tennessee, Missouri, Indiana. That's just to name a few and and, uh, and and fortunately it's it's slowed down a little bit, but the recovery that's going on in some of those states continues. and now Convoy of hope is kind of working long term to help people with the things that they need, whether it's appliances or furniture or roofs or whatever it is
1: and of course tornado season is is called a season for a reason um people know that it's coming which gives convoy an opportunity to prepare knowing that it it'll be not not necessarily where but not if but when um it happens
0: sadly it is it is not if but when it's going to happen somewhere
1: so convoy spends uh, i'm sure time and money and training setting up for that before it ever even uh, happens
0: Absolutely. Our team is really like a group of firefighters waiting for that bell to ring. We don't ever know what the bell is going to be, whether it's earthquake or whether it's tornado or or, you know, you can run through the the list of disasters that can happen. The one good thing about a hurricane is that we can see it coming so we, we can really prepare on the ground somewhere right out of the zone to be close whenever it moves through. But yeah, our preparedness goes uh, goes year round because our, uh, anything could happen anywhere around the world and we have to be ready. So our teams are ready. They train constantly. Uh, the vehicles for the US team are are maintained. They are shined up. They are ready to go. They're even parked in the garage in a way that can quickly get them out. Uh, so that's something that, that we've worked hard on over the years. Uh, We have an incredible disaster services team that does this for a living. So day in, day out, they're watching the weather. They know when the recipe is going to be right for tornadoes in a certain area. Uh, And and sadly, this year, we've seen that quite a bit.
1: Of course, uh, tornadoes and hurricanes are expected, but uh, earthquakes, not expected. Don't get a lot of warning for those. And in February... Turkey, Syria, slammed with these twin earthquakes. Researchers believe that those two quakes were the most powerful to ever hit land anywhere in the world. Convoy is there.
0: And, and, and we're right after. You know, one of the great things about Convoy of Hope is that we we work routinely in so many places that we kind of have an infrastructure in place. So when something like this happens, we don't have to start from scratch. We can kind of call on the contacts that we've already Uh, been working with for different things in those areas and immediately begin moving in the supply. And and that's what happened in Turkey and Syria. We've had contacts there. So we immediately began to send uh, money funding immediately uh, because, you know, we can't get the supply in from here Quickly enough to help meet the people's needs. So our trusted partners there, we worked with them immediately to begin begin to get the uh, the finances so that they can get the supply and then move it across the country to where it's badly needed. Uh, but even so, it's been several months. Mu- it's been three months later. People are still lining up, filing missing person reports uh, for because the bodies were were never recovered. It, it's really unbelievable. Uh, Two point six million people living in tent cities. Throughout those countries, Uh, 1.6 displaced living in informal sites near their homes in Turkey, 500,000 in Syria. So, this is not something that has been fixed quickly at all. It's still a major problem. There are still many buildings that are still unsafe to go into, more than, well, more than 10,000 aftershocks. Uh, The people there still live in fear of what those aftershocks will bring. And every time they feel something, they're wondering, is this another big one? Is how, how bad is this going to be? And are the buildings that are damaged badly going to come down with this aftershock?
1: I would imagine if someone slams a, a door, it's going to be terrifying for these millions of people.
0: Absolutely. Our, our team uh, told me a story whenever they returned. They were over there and they were meeting in a coffee shop with a pastor about how we're getting supply to um, to his congregation in that area, and his he had a daughter with him at the meeting, and uh, it was one of those times where an aftershock happened, and it was it, so they were very very far away. They were four hours away from where the the epicenter of the aftershock hit. So, but they still felt it. That's how strong the aftershocks were. And the uh, the young girl immediately broke out into tears, got very upset, and her father, the pastor, had to comfort her and say, "You know, we're all, it's okay." this isn't a big one. We're going to be all right. But it, you're exactly right. It's that uh, the, the the triggering happens all the time uh, based on what they've been through at this
1: point. I think what strikes me most about the kind of help and work that Convoy does in disaster zones is the commitment to making sure people have fresh water. I mean, Yeah. I, I don't think it's any coincidence that Jesus specifically mentions it in Matthew 10. If you give someone a cup of cold water in my name, you've given it to me. You're, you know, that, that you've served me. That's something that I think a lot of us in the West take for granted, even those of us in tornado zones.
0: Yeah. Well, water is life. Uh, that's that's the saying in, in many countries uh, around the world, because it's true. That's the most important thing we all need to, to survival right after air and oxygen. Uh, we need water. And uh, so many places, even I'll be honest, even in this country, over the last couple of years, uh, Mario, we've seen uh, water crises like we haven't seen before. I mean, you were everybody remembers the Flint water crisis. Well, just last year Jackson, Mississippi had a water crisis. We were there delivering uh, bottles of water, drinking water to people who needed it. Uh, and we're responding to more and more of those uh, even across this country. But water is a major part of what we we what we do, every response that we go to, Water is one of the big things. And we're blessed to have so many great corporations that partner with us, uh, that that give us water on a regular basis so that we can get it to the people who need it.
1: There are those um, natural disasters, of course, the tornadoes, the earthquakes, but we also have the man-made disasters like uh, the war in Ukraine, more than a year old now. Convoy was one of the very first organizations on the scene. What is happening now uh, in Ukraine uh, more than a year later?
0: Well, this is another one of those areas where we're blessed to have the infrastructure in place so that we don't have to invent it whenever something like a war breaks out. So we immediately began, we opened a warehouse in Poland immediately after uh, the war started and, and we could see it coming like everybody else, we knew the war was going to start. So we were preparing in advance for this. Uh, And here we are more than a year uh, out from the the start of that war, and it's it's still going on. Uh, But we began working uh, out of a warehouse in Poland. We now have a warehouse inside Ukraine. It is unmarked. We use unmarked trucks to go in and out of that, and then we take them to communities and take even smaller vehicles into churches and areas uh, where we distribute the food because Uh, It's a war zone. We have to be very careful. Uh, We have to do our best to protect our people and our drivers. Uh, And whenever you have logos on things, that's when you can become a target. So we're very careful about that. Uh, But at this point, we've been sending over uh, numerous, numerous shipments uh, by sea and by air. Uh, We're working in 16 countries in and around Ukraine, dealing with the refugees that have already fled and then the people still in Ukraine. Uh, who need help with meals? Sometimes we're the only people bringing meals uh, for that week. Uh, but we have regular trips where we go in and we drop off food. Uh, we're partnering with Airlink, which is a great nonprofit uh, that works with airlines to get freight. Uh, so we're able to deliver 140 pallets of rice to refugees in re- in Ukraine. Uh, we're working with Airlink to to continue shipments, 20 pallets of supplies every other week until September of this year or through September of this year. So that's really an answered prayer for us uh, in being able to get the supply to the people who need it uh, on a pretty quick basis. The the air freight is much faster than by ship, uh, although we are hitting it from every every angle that we can. So we're we're shipping by. By ship and container ship, we're shipping by air. We're also buying in-country and moving things across uh, country like
1: that. Clearly, they are one of your trusted partners, but talk a little bit more about the nature of uh, other trusted partners uh, in in different parts of the world where Convoy of Hope works.
0: Well, that really allows us to do what we do so well. Uh, and keep our overhead low so that we can remain a, a highest rated four out of four star charity on Charity Navigator is that we have these great relationships with partners in different parts of the country. And we work with them to provide the food Uh, to the people who need it, whether that's feeding more than uh, 530,000 kids in our school-based feeding programs around the world, or whether it's taking the food into Ukraine like we do on a daily basis. We work with these partners, and that allows us to do more. We, We believe that you can do more together then you can't apart. And these are local churches or? Sometimes it's local churches. Many times it's other groups. It's other, it's like-minded aid groups like like Convoy of Hope that specialize in a certain area. I'm thinking of Haiti and Mission of Hope there specifically. They, we work very closely with them to feed so many kids, more than 100,000 kids in Haiti every school day. Uh, so it's these great relationships of like-minded organizations, not worried about who gets the credit for doing it, just
1: worried about getting it done. You're all on the same team. Yes, absolutely. This is Closer Look. I'm Maria Morgan. With me is Ethan Foreheads of Convoy of Hope. Let's talk about uh, that feeding program you mentioned um, and talk about the the problem of child hunger. The pandemic certainly didn't help. um, And Convoy is feeding kids in 33 countries right now. Is that right?
0: Yeah, 33 countries. We're up to more than 530,000 kids on a regular basis. Uh, That's a number that... (laughs) We grow every year uh, with the Lord's help, uh, and it's a number that that we 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 make sure is sustainable, so that we we never want to drop any kids from the program once we start. So, and and the reason that that we do this with kids is because we we've seen time and time and again, uh, and heard stories from kids who went through the program about how prior to the program they were in school. They didn't know where their next meal was going to come from. Maybe they didn't eat yesterday and they don't know where they're going to eat today or if they'll eat today. Uh, Really severe situations. They can't concentrate on their schoolwork. And and one of the ways we work to try to end generational poverty is through the children's feeding program by keeping kids in school, allowing them to get the good education that they need so that they can graduate, they can get a job, and they can work themselves and their family out of generational poverty. It's a a huge way to do that. It's a great strategy for doing that. Uh, But yeah, it's the partners that we partner with uh, in, in countries around the world that
1: really allow us to do more and more every year. The UN World Food Program says that young girls are especially at risk for hunger. And of course, it's well known that a well-fed girl, a well-educated girl makes a family, makes a healthier, stronger babies later and can lead families better and, and even earn money for her family. So that is something that you guys are helping to accomplish.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we understand the importance of of girls and women in societies and and that part of what we do is our women's empowerment program we go in and we uh we we do that because we understand that a strong woman who's able to provide is is more reliable in taking care of the kids than a man is that those are just what the stats show so when we empower the women to be able to to start a job we teach job skills and then we come alongside with the the equipment to start a business, whether that's a sewing machine or uh, restaurant equipment, whatever it is. And then we come alongside and make sure she can balance the books. And then we see them thrive. And that's another way that we work to end generational poverty is by allowing the woman to be able to provide for the family. And these are are many many situations where uh, they have the children the man has left they don't have any way to fend for themselves or provide for their families until we come through uh, we did a study in Ethiopia six years after our women's empowerment program there just by the way and 100 percent of the women were still in business which that's that's a pretty incredible stat in the United States but uh, but it's happening in Ethiopia
1: 100 percent 100 percent
0: of the women who went through our program six years later were still in business yeah. Pretty incredible,
1: incredible.
0: But you're right. You know, talking about the kids and the importance of kids getting an education, uh, we we work with so many different types of people and different types of groups around the world. But the common denominator is that everybody needs an education to do well in life. Uh, and and part of what we do, we tie these our feeding programs. Two schools, most of the time Christian schools, so that we know the kids are getting the education uh, and they know that when they come to school, they're getting a meal. So that's really a win win.
1: This is Closer Look. I'm Maria Morgan. Convoy of Hope's Ethan Foreheads is my guest. You mentioned that Convoy has four out of four stars on Charity Navigator, a near perfect score. How does Convoy decide where to spend those dollars that God brings into the ministry? Well, we
0: pray about it. Uh, number one, uh, number two, we we have experts on the team that understand what is needed where, uh, and then we have leadership that really uh, works together uh, and and talks it out uh, and 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 really. Uh, Really relies on the Lord to lead us as to where those dollars are going now, uh, because you're, there is a need everywhere. So it, it is difficult to figure out. This is what we're doing now, but when you're led by the Lord, uh, it really helps to make the path clear. Uh, and that's what that's what our leadership does. They, they take time to uh, to make sure they're hearing from the Lord, uh, and and then you know you, we put the plan in the practice, and our people uh, are are. Our staff is incredible at making things work, understanding the situation, and then being able to call some audibles along the way because nothing goes exactly the way that you think it's going to go. But one of the great things about Convoy of Hope is the ability to pivot and to make it work in a way that maybe we hadn't thought about initially, but this is the right path for this.
1: So you have obviously a couple of hundred folks on staff that are part of the ministry, the vast ministry, but you... We can't do this without volunteers in every city, town where you work.
0: No, you are exactly right. Everything we do, uh, volunteers make it happen. We really rely on volunteers, and that allows us to keep our administration costs down, our employee costs down, and send more than ninety-two cents of every dollar where the donor wants it to go to the programs. Uh, we we utilize volunteers. Uh, at our home base, at our headquarters, two nights a week, volunteers come in and they pack up grocery bags or put together hygiene kits or cleaning supplies, whatever it is the Convoy is going to be sending out in the next couple of weeks. They spend a couple of hours putting things together. We can really count on them in town. Uh, And then whenever we go to either a disaster or one of our community events, uh, which we have across the country all the time, we call on volunteers in that community. And the best part about that is that now it's the community being the community and it's the church being the church because most of our partners are church. Churches, and the people from the church are able to be, are able to give out the supply to their neighbors. Uh, and in a, in a disaster situation, it's really great because eventually Convoy of Hope is going to leave the area whenever they get back on their feet. Whether that's two days, two weeks, two months, two years down the road, depending on the severity of the disaster. But the church is still there to minister to the true needs, the greater needs of the people in that community. And many times we'll find that us being there and then coming to a church parking lot to receive uh, essential relief supplies following a disaster, that breaks down the wall between people who say that maybe I'll never go to church, I'm never going to go to a church. Now the wall is broken down between them and the church because they've already been to that church. They've met the people who gave them relief supplies when they needed them and uh it just makes it a little more likely that that person might be willing to visit church. So it's it it can really be life-changing in many ways.
1: Thanks to our guest Ethan Foreheads of Convoy of Hope. You can watch video updates, and read blogs from staff and volunteers working in all of these areas. You can just visit their website convoyofhope.org. That's convoyofhope.org. For Closer Look, I'm Maria Morgan.